I'm Vicki Childs. I'm a private investigator for over two decades, and I live and work in South Carolina. Today's topic is GPS tracking devices, global positioning satellite tracking devices. We are going to talk about how private investigators use those, how I've used them for years, and also the new ways that they're being used, including tracking your kids and, tra and helping track your elderly parents. We have with us today a guest, Dave Stender, who is with Bird's Eye Global Tracking. And we're going to talk to Dave in just a minute. I've been using trackers for many years, usually in the cases where I'm hired to watch a spouse, a husband or a wife, because they're suspected of committing adultery. Um, I've also had clients use them for fleet vehicles, where they have a whole fleet of vehicles in, uh, in their company, and they need to know where their employees are at all times. So they're great for that. And Dave, are you there? I am here. Dave, Dave is going to join us today and talk about Versa Global Tracking Units and what they are like and how they're used, and also how the technology has evolved over the years where GPS is concerned and how we are able to use them in much different ways than, than when they were first designed. So Dave, tell us a little bit about Versa Global Tracking. Yeah, first of all, thanks for having me on the on the show here, Vicki. I definitely appreciate it. Um, you know, it's it's a GPS technology has just has come full circle, and and of course it's always evolving. But Bird's Eye kind of got its um, kind of its foot in the door with um, Alzheimer's. Uh, probably about five, maybe six years ago, our founder, um, his wife had an aunt who actually was afflicted by this horrible disease, and. Uh, one of the things that they were experiencing is obviously that, that, that they were uh, wandering. Uh, basically, they, she would uh, just up and leave the the house, and fortunately for them, they did they did find her before anything terrible happened. But um, but you know the family started scratching their heads, wondering what was out there. There really wasn't anything, with the exception of the fall. I can't get up product out there. There really wasn't anything to uh, to remedy the situation. So he sat down and, and started playing a little bit with the GPS technology and came up with a, a device in his uh, really in his house and uh, it worked. Uh, they put it on her and and it, and it worked beautifully. It, we, we, you know, it was uh, it was big and clunky, but but it did the trick. You know, they were able to monitor uh, her whereabouts wherever she went and. Um, after it kind of caught on, and a few friends asked about it and said, you know, I've got a parent, I've got an uncle, my dad, my mom is afflicted with this, and he started making two or three of these things, and, and again, they worked. And so, lo and behold, he decided that maybe this might be something to explore. He went out on the market, uh, really looked at what was out there. Everything that was out there was very crude. It worked some of the time. A lot of it was conditional with a base unit. Um, and so, really, there, there really wasn't anything out there. So he formed this company, Bird's Eye Global Tracking, and started really catering to the masses. And uh, really, it has since branched out, obviously starting with Alzheimer's, but with Asperger's syndrome, autism, early stage dementia, uh, even into the even into the point to where you know adult children just wanted to keep track of their parents. So. 
that's kind of where this thing started with with us. And and um, I think what has happened with our device is because of its ability to track so well both indoors and outdoors, it has found its way into the private uh, investigative sector as well as a number of other sectors, military. We're doing some uh, some things with some federal agencies, but. The device itself is is now out there in full blown, you know, outside of the special needs arena. And now, one one thing I love about them, and and the way that I've used them over the years, is it gives me the ability to extend my surveillance rather than putting a person out to follow someone who might be suspicious or might be constantly looking over their shoulder. The, these devices allow me an opportunity to sit at my computer to, computer and monitor where this person is going in that particular vehicle. It's not just for following someone that might be suspected of cheating, but also um, for non-custodial parents whose kids are visiting the, the uh, or for custodial parents rather, whose kids are visiting the non-custodial parent for the weekend and that child is supposed to be under supervised visitation at a certain location, say grandma's house. And yet with the tracker, you're able to see that hey, the child's not staying at grandmother's house. The child's actually going to, to parks and places that uh, that he or she is not supposed to be taken. So there are all sorts of applications, and it, it affords people like me uh, the chance to sit at the computer and actually watch where that where that person is going. And you mentioned Alzheimer's. You mentioned the elderly. That's a, another great application for being able to keep track of someone who might get lost uh, and not try to elude um, anyone, but but just get lost because they don't know where they are and how to get back. Right. Yeah. The the, the real key here is is that first of all, the technology works. It is affordable, and the fact of the matter is that regardless of what you want to track, it's not like you said. It's not about uh, catching a cheating spouse or or even to do any type of uh, you know constant surveillance. For example. Um, I've got an eight-year-old daughter. When I when I came on board with with Bird's Eye, of course, I'm in the news. We're we're constantly bombarded with you know missing children. I popped one of these in her book bag. Now, with regards to our technology, we have something called geofencing, and that just gives you the ability to go to our system, put a circle around any area of interest that you want to be notified of, whether the device leaves or enters that area. So, for example. My daughter, I've got the, the geofence around her school. So when she does get to school at 8.15 in the morning, I get a, a nice little alert on my, on my cell phone that says uh, she's at school. When she leaves school at 2.15, the device goes off again, and, and my cell phone goes off, and it says that she's leaving. Now, obviously, if that thing goes off at 10.15, red flag. Um, and, 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 you know, I've got it around my neighborhood, around the house. You know, it's, it's something that I just, I, I, I gave to her, and, and, it, and it just gives us an, uh, a feeling of knowing that if, God forbid, something were to happen, I have the ability to very quickly go onto any web, web-based computer and can launch this, uh, can, can launch this program and, and go and, and find her. Now, obviously, if I've got an iPhone or, or a smartphone, it's it's that simple, right? Right on the phone, and can pull this information up. It's all real time. 
Um, it's going to give you historical data so that even if you need to go back kind of along, you know, with, with, with what Vicky does in private investigation is that you can go back up to 30 years. We collect the historical data so that if you want to know what happened back in November 13th at 2.30 in the afternoon, then you can certainly go back and pull that, that data as well. So it, it holds that historical data um, within the system as well. So. Um, it isn't just for those special needs. It's come full circle, and, and again, the technology is developing so fast and and uh, and rapidly now that um, we're really just trying to trying to you know we're right here at the at the cusp of it. We're you know every single day we we hear new applications for the device, and 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 it's working beautifully in, in the in the field. I want to give out a number to six four six six five two two zero seven one six four six. Six five two two zero seven one. If anyone wants to call in and talk with Dave or with me today about this issue, um, uh, one of our uh, guests or our listeners has has sent in a chat request, and that is talking about the laws and the privacy laws regarding the use of GPS tracking devices. I know in South Carolina we have, I say we, our state private investigator association has actually solicited an opinion from the attorney general's office. Their opinion is that in civil cases, as long as we don't trespass or alter the vehicle in any way, we are not violating the law when we apply the trackers to a vehicle. In some states, um, there are some civil restrictions, but mainly those restrictions apply to law enforcement. And sometimes in certain states, law enforcement does have to get a warrant to put them on cars, although it is seen as an extension of the surveillance. In other words, what the eye can see, the car do, then the GPS just helps the eye in a different way. Technology allows us to see it on the computer instead of uh, actually observing it on the street. So it, it, it acts as an extension of the surveillance. Um, going back to, to vehicles, Dave, one of the things that I know parents are concerned about is how fast their teenagers drive when they're not in the car, when the parent's not in the car, and also where that teenager is going. Now, these devices can not, not only can they be in uh, a book bag or a purse or under the car seat, but they can also be hardwired to the car and, and they don't have to worry about battery life that way. Explain how that's good for a parent. Yeah, the you know obviously with with what's going on, we we certainly have uh, issues out there with teenage drivers. I know that even here personally in the in the state of Florida, we had uh, somewhere along the lines of 2,700 fatalities last year uh, with regards to teenage drivers. And so one of the things that both the insurance companies as well as parents are doing is that they're starting to utilize these devices for monitoring their children and getting it into the uh, getting it into the vehicles now hardwiring is just nothing more than getting a uh, a hardwiring solution into the device into the vehicle and that's done by a, a literally tying into the power source in the vehicle either coming off of um, let's say a battery or certainly anything like a um, anywhere that you can get a 12 volt power source and the device can either be can be hidden in the uh, in the vehicle, or it can be uh, it can certainly be out out front. So there is no power issue, and, and it's going to give you, like Vicky said, the speed. 
uh, location, all real time, so that if a parent is out there and sees these trends happening, and I think that's the key um, that parents need to realize when they're talking about their kids, because obviously um, you rebellious children are going to do things that uh, and, and think that mom and dad don't trust them. Well, if parents set the right expectation up front with these devices, it really can be a, a really great thing for a child because, um, you know, it's not that mom and dad don't trust you. You know, it's just the fact that we need to know where you are and if you are driving recklessly because you know how you should be behaving in a vehicle. And if you are not doing what we say you're supposed to be doing or you know you should be behaving this way, mom and dad are going to know about it. So, you know, it does give you a lot of information. You will know where they are, how fast they were driving, whose house they were at. And then certainly using it as a really as a management tool, you know, coming off of the parent side of things. When I'm talking to businesses that have uh, fleet vehicles, one of the things that I tell them is that, you know, you do have the ability to to mark areas of interest when they get into that area and when they get out of that area. I think for myself personally, with as a parent, um, you know. Are there bad neighborhoods that your child shouldn't be driving in? Is there a boyfriend who lives in the area that's not supposed to be there? So these are the things, basically, you're just getting some some good visibility into what you haven't had visibility in before. And I think that's key when you're talking about a 16-year-old with a 2,000-pound piece of machinery driving around on the road. So they are, they are, there is no antenna to put in the vehicle. It is literally running a wire right to a 12-volt power source in the car underneath the dash. The device, like I said, can be put underneath the dash. And so there's nothing for a child to turn, I say child, a teenage driver to, to turn off or on. There's no antenna that they can tamper with. And, and, you know, really it's, it's, it's seamless. Um, you know, so I, I think that, um, insurance companies are getting wise to this. Um, I, think I, I was going to ask you about insurance discounts. I know there are discounts for for teenagers who go through driving courses, and I would think that insurance companies would be happy to have these on there. Not only not only because it gives parents more control over their child's driving habits and certainly knowledge over their child's driving habits, but also if that child were involved in a wreck and the police came out and did their investigation and said, oh, well, the car was going 75 miles an hour, but, you know, the record clearly indicates that they were going 50 miles an hour. That could be a big difference. Yeah, I think it's, yeah it's, it's about getting to that underwriter level, I think, is the key. There are probably eight carriers out there that offer some form of discount. And I think one of the things that the listeners need to kind of understand about GPS is that there is something out there called active GPS and passive GPS. Passive GPS is basically like your low jack system, a great system and a system that works very, very well if you can get notifi- notification to the LoJack people to say that, that something has happened. So, for example, I take my vehicle home at night. I park it in the driveway at 12 o'clock, whatever. I get home eight thirty, nine o'clock at night. Let's say at 2.30 the car gets stolen. Now, between 2.30 and the time I wake up, I'm in the dark. Nobody knows that my vehicle has been stolen. Nobody. So at 6.30, 7 o'clock, I wake up, take my shower, go out to my car. It's gone. Now I've got to notify LoJack. Now LoJack's going to activate the system in the vehicle. Now I've got to hope that they find the vehicle before anything's been done to the vehicle. So, yeah, maybe they find the vehicle, but not before it's been stripped, damaged, and 
involved in another accident, and, and, and really the insurance company is still going to be writing a check in some shape, way, or form, either that something was stolen out of or there was a significant amount of damage done to the vehicle that they're still doing it. That is a passive system. Again, works great if you can get to the, get to the authorities and get to the people that are monitoring it fast enough. Dave, if, if you don't mind, we need to take a quick break, but when we come back, okay. I want to talk about the active systems and how, how they work much better. We'll take a break. You're listening to the Zeus Radio Network for HearWomenTalk.com, and I'm Vicki Childs. Please come back with us. This is Paul Trulove on Zeus Radio Network for HearWomenTalk.com. Hello, race fans. This is Jeff Gilmer, creator of RacersReunion.com. When you're in Myrtle Beach, check out my favorite, the Caravel Resort. The Caravel Resort has a golf department and concierge with golf privileges at virtually every course on the Grand Strand, including the coveted Dunes Club. And ladies, pamper yourself with Caravel's Studio Spa, featuring services such as Swedish massage, heated stone therapy, reflexology, manicures, pedicures, facials, and more. Awaken your senses with the most requested massage and spa therapies. The Caravel Resort, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, 800-507-9145. Get the best rate on the Grand Strand when you use promo code RACERS at thecaravel.com. 800-507-9145. Attention boppers, shaggers, and swingers. Join us at the J.B. Floyd Community Center in North Myrtle Beach Wednesdays at 7 p.m. for the fast-paced excitement of the Swing Syndicate. Study the swing styles of Jitterbug, Double Time, Lindy, West Coast, East Coast, and Show. Sure to be a big hit on the Grand Strand. That's the Swing Syndicate Wednesdays, 7 o'clock, at the J.B. Floyd Community Center in North Myrtle Beach, 1030 Possum Trot Road, Wednesdays, 7 o'clock. Hi, this is Michelle with LaBellamy Vineyard. You're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. Our guest today is Dave Stender with Bird's Eye Global Tracking. And Dave, before we went to break, we were talking about active and passive systems, and you explained the passive LOJAC system. And talk about the active system and how it works. Yeah, active systems, again, the passive systems work, work great. And, of course, there are several of them out there. There's things called loggers. There's, they've got a lot of names out there. But basically, um, it, it is not a live system. It gives you no visibility into what is going on with that vehicle or with whatever you're tracking um, right now. With active systems, they are. Now, I will say with active systems also come a monthly monitoring fee. That, that is, that is kind of the difference between the two. One has an active, one has a, one has a monthly monitoring, the other one does not, which is one of the key factors in people really looking at and trying to see what do I need? Do I really want this? With loggers, you definitely have to, you know, work great. They sell them at, you know, a lot of the electronic stores, but, but you're literally taking a piece of equipment, putting it on a car, taking it out of the car, hooking it up to your computer, downloading historical data. So you're not getting any visibility with regards to what's going on with the vehicle now. With the active systems, you do. You have full-blown the, the device itself, and the way that these systems work is that the device is actually talking to the satellite, very similar to your Garmin or your, your TomTom, whatever you keep in your car for navigation. The real difference is, is that then we take that information and transmit it over a wireless network. So that's going to give you the ability to log on to a system, and that's how that system works. The satellite talks to our box. The box communicates that through the wireless network, AT&T, T-Mobile, um, and, and then you access that on, on the computer. Now we're hitting our unit every two minutes is what the is what um, how how ours transmits. Every two minutes you're getting live data. Uh, 
of, of where that vehicle is. And that's really what the difference is between the active and the passive system. The active is always going to give you real-time data at that time. And that's why it's so beneficial to me, not only as an investigator, but as a parent, because I can see at any point in time, and I love the ability to set the geofence, because the geofence is going to let me know when somebody leaves or enters into an area that I set, and it, it allows me to better manage and keep track of whoever it is that I'm watching. We have some callers, Dave, and I want to get one in here now. We have Ruth on the line. Ruth, what's your question? Oh, my, my question, it's all, <clears throat> it's all very amazing. It's changing the world. It's giving us so much more information. However, I think it does lend itself to possibly a tremendous amount of abuse and loss of privacy. What do you think about that? Well, I think you're right. I think it is subject to abuse. Um, and I think it's one of those areas where the laws might not have caught up with the technology. Um, certainly if, and you can order GPS tracking devices uh, off the Internet and buy them in lots of different places. And people who are stalking, for instance, um, can buy these and put them on someone's vehicle that they want to keep track of or, you know, under the car seat or hide it in such a place that the, the person won't see it. And then they... They stalk, and that, though, falls under a stalking law. And in most states, uh, there are some good stalking laws, and, and I think that would be an issue if found and if traced back to that person, and it's not done in a legal capacity, then uh, that person would be subject to a stalking law. Dave, do you have any thought on that? Yeah, you know what well, I think? But, but, and, and I fully agree with you, Ruth. I think that, that it was just like any piece of technology, the abuse and, and, and the ability to use it for evil, so to, so to speak, is, is always there. I mean, I remember when, I, I, you know, if, if, if you remember the, the old school cordless phones, I mean, if you had a baby monitor, you could listen into what your neighbor was saying if they had a, if they had a, a, a cell phone or, 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 you know, the old wireless phones with a baby monitor. So, you know, we certainly want to make sure that these devices are not getting out there to the to the folks that are going to use it for bad with with no question there is some privacy issues but it, but again I also think the good far outweighs the bad and I think that's what we need to look at this technology we can we can punch holes in so many different things out there today but we need to look at what the problem is what solutions there are out there and and let's address those because you're always going to have the people who are going to abuse whatever system it is at the end of the day We've got people that can't be found. 2,700 people disappeared in the state of Florida last year that are gone. Nobody knows where they are. Um, that's ridiculous in, 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 in 2010. Um, it's, it's literally the cost of a cup of coffee per day to make sure that you know where something you love, cherish, adore is. And, and I think that's, that's, that's really what we need to look at. Ruth, did I answer your question? Did you have any other comment? You certainly did. My only comment is I think... I think it's, it is better that we have it than that we don't, but I think we do have to get used to the fact that we're going to live in a society that where you have much less privacy. I don't mind because for the, for the benefits, but some people might. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting, Ruth. I was just watching the news this morning that now they have determined that these um, copy machines at uh, libraries and things like that, where people go and get their and that are that are getting you know photocopying their 
their social security numbers. Those things have a hard drive, and they can be broken into now. So, I mean, everything is wide open. With the technology came, the technology has come, you know, a full-blown arena of just uh, invasion of privacy. But again, I think we seriously need to look at what's going on in the world today. Why is it that children are still being snatched from schools, from hospitals, from playgrounds, from malls? And let's figure out, let's put, you know, the police are, police are strapped. They, they, they just don't have the resources to go hunting children. And it's sad and it's terrible, but at the end of the day, the power to put that technology into the parents' hands is here. And that's the thing I think that, you know, with Vicki and with myself, and one of the things we're really trying to educate people is that, Whatever you have to do to protect whatever you love, get it, because it's just, you know, it's, it's too affordable not to do it. Ray, thank you so much for calling. We have another caller. Mary is on the line? Yes, I'm here. Um, Mary, what's your question? Uh, this is not related to vehicle. I used to work for vehicle recovery for Ford Motor Company, and the office is still in Irvine, California. I was finding people the FBI couldn't find. I, my question is, what do you do with somebody when you're married and this woman keeps calling your husband and she says she won't quit? What what resource do we have as wives to protect ourselves? What, where do we go? Well, and that's not a GPS question, but I'm certainly glad to take that on. Um, mm-hmm. If that phone call is coming through the, the, the either a cell phone line or a landline, um, there are federal communication laws that deal with harassing phone calls and one of the first things to do is notify your phone company that you are receiving harassing phone call from such and such number if you know the number and if not then from such and such person. Uh, you can put blocks on your phone so that your phone won't receive calls from that number. Now that doesn't keep them from changing to a different number obviously but right. there are also that goes back to a stalking issue as well and, and um, whatever your state stalking laws are I think you should address the, the local police department, have them look at that, see if it falls in the, in the stalking statute, um, see if the FCC can do something about it through the phone company, and I would take those steps. And also, another thing too, depending on the state you live in, South Carolina where I live, for instance, is a one-party state, which means that if somebody calls my house and I am a party to that conversation on the telephone, if I want to take that phone conversation, I can because South Carolina is a one-party state. Some uh-huh. states are two-party states. They're two-party states, which means that both parties have to know that that phone call is being recorded. If you are in a one-party state and this person continues to call you, record it. If you don't uh-huh. have to tell them, if it's a one-party state, you don't have to tell them it's being recorded. If it's a two-party state, then just tell them, hey, I'm recording you every time you call and I'm turning these over to the police. That usually will stop it. Usually uh-huh. will stop it. If it doesn't, then you can take that further action with the police department and try to get them involved. I mean, she's not, it's not me she's calling. She's calling. She continues to call my husband. He says she's well, not he, calling. Does he like it? Does he like it when she calls? Does what? Does, does she like it when he calls? I mean, does he like it when she calls? Does she? Does he, he tell her not to call anymore? He's told her not to call, but she continues to call. She, he said she's just a friend and she, her, her engagement's been broken. I said, your marriage is breaking. You know, is that more important, that, you know, what her engagement is? Mm-hmm. And uh, well, see, then, I just don't then know how actually, women fight another woman, I guess, is my problem now. 
Well, you you've actually got a, hus- a husband problem and a uh, yeah, I know a, that. A, a woman calling problem. So, if he doesn't do something to stop it, then he's condoning it and allowing it. If he wants it to stop, and and she doesn't, then it becomes harassment, and that's where some legal action can be taken. But until he does that, I don't I don't know that you can do much about it because he's actually accepting it. Yeah. Um, well, we got a we got another call. Okay, well, uh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Listen, thank this. you so much for calling. I appreciate it. Okay, uh, Dave, did you did you have anything else to, to wrap up before we go to a break? No, I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, Vicki, we, we touched on a lot. I mean, there is certainly a lot to talk about this technology, and, and, and I don't think that your listeners need to know everything about GPS technology. I, I no, but I do, want to, I do want to continue that fun conversation. I just didn't know if you had something to, to wrap up from what you No, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm good. No, we're no. we're going we're gonna to talk more about uh, tracking children and, and other applications for GPS as soon as we come back from a break. You're listening to the Vicki Child Show. Please return with us when we come back. Thank you. Hi, this is Judy Collins from Judy's House of Oldies, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. Hi, I'm Annette Martin, hostess of Annette Martin's Psychic World. Now, you may have seen me on television or heard me on the radio as a psychic detective, medical intuitive, and ghost detective. To have a private reading with me, all you have to do is go to Annette dash martin.com look for the button in the upper left hand corner of the home page that says make an appointment annette dash martin.com tonight take an adventure on the myrtle beach ghost walk explore the haunted swamps where alligators and the ghosts from long ago still reside stroll across floating walkways beneath the spanish moss as your pirate guide leads you by lantern and shares 13 spooky tales along the way the ghost walk departs nightly at dusk only at barefoot landing in north myrtle beach south carolina call 843-361-2700 or visit myrtle beach ghost walk for advanced tickets. The Myrtle Beach Ghost Walk. You can join us today by calling in at 646-652-2071. Dave, I want to go back and, and talk a little bit more about uh, children, keeping tabs on children. Um, I know there are a lot of kidnappings that go on. There are a lot of um, non-custodial parents that run off with their kids. And... These these devices that that you and and other companies have are removable. The child can take it off. The kidnapper can take it off. Um, are there advances being made to to be able to put these on kids so that they're not removed? Yeah, you know it's funny. I, I remember when when you know people one of the, one of the big things that I hear all the time is is the old saying that when when we can microchip them, that's when I'll do something to it. Well, the microchip technology is here, and they're doing it with animals. And I always tell parents, I'm like, you can get a microchip on, but a microchip is not going to track your child. Um, just just a couple of things with regards to application uh, on children is that you know. We are trying to develop a device that is a a a one fit all kind of solution, but it's just so hard when you do that. One of the things that we're working on right now is is getting this device into a shoe, uh, working with a couple of shoe manufacturers that that would allow the parent to either uh, open up a small um, compartment in the bottom of the shoe, drop the device in there, close it off, and make it so that the charging port is still accessible, hidden 
but accessible to allow the parents to basically charge the shoe. And you're going to get about 38 hours, anywhere from 38 to, I would say, about 72 um, hours on our device, just depending on how much geofencing the device is, is actually doing. Our device actually will go to sleep now automatically, so that if the device doesn't sense any movement, it goes in what's called a sleep mode. Now, obviously, with a very active child, that's that's you know is not going to happen until the shoes are off. But again, it does not give the opportunity for a kidnapper or uh, you know whoever has taken the child to, to find it, because a lot of parents say, well, they're going to take off the book bag or they're going to search the child for this device. Um, Again, one of our goals in, in looking at the research out there with regards to kidnappings and children is that the perpetrator or the kidnapper will get the child to a safe place before he starts searching through or getting rid of items. So the key really here is is that with the tracking device, you're going to find your child before that person gets to a place of comfort so that they can remove the device. So really the goal is between the time you know that they're gone because the alarm has fired off on your cell phone to the time that they have gotten that child somewhere to where they can rid them of the tracking device is really what we call the golden hour, so to speak. And I think that's the key here is that, you know, yes, the device can be taken off. Sure, we'd love to find different applications. One of the one of the applications is even putting it inside of a uh, a stuffed animal because now the research has showed that when when home invasions happen and a child is taken from the home, one of the things that the kidnapper will do is take one of the child's stuffed animals and give it to him as a comfort, so that you know as they move them through the house, they're able to have a familiar with them. Well, inside that familiar is the tracking device. Chances are. Um, they're going to keep that familiar with the child until they get again to that area where they are in their territory, and they, you know, are, they're able to spend the time and, and rid the child of whatever whatever objects they brought with them. So that's really the key. The battery technology is not it is not where we need it to be to make the device smaller. If if it was there, we would be making this device smaller. And I want to stress that our device is, is tiny. It's literally about the size of, I don't know if, if your listeners remember the old school pagers that we all used to carry, about half that size uh, of, what, of what this is. So about half the size of a small cell phone is really what the, what the size of this is. Um, so we're working on it every day. We're looking for different and new ways to get this thing into, um, into, into the um, areas where it's, it's, it's concealable, it's comfortable. And and it, and it works, and I think that's that's kind of the things that we 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 are you know challenged with every day with this technology is that you know as soon as the battery technology catches up, we build a new device and it's smaller, more concealable. But again, our goal is to keep that device on the child before the 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 perpetrator or the kidnapper gets the child to uh, an area where they start searching them and getting rid of the things that they, they brought with them. Dave, we have a caller. Jody is on the line and wants to ask a question. Jody, what's your question? Hi. I actually have two questions, and, and I just want to throw them out because I lost this call earlier. <laughs> uh, one is for, for Dave. How different is your device from uh, the, the typical GPS we all know we have on our own cell phones? And then the other one is really for you, Vicki. It's more of I have a teenager. 
and I'm kind of in that mode of, I, you know, I don't want to be overly motherly of, of this kid. I want to trust him and let him be out there and, and just enjoy experiencing life and all of that. But suppose I, I were to get this device and I found some information I didn't care for. How would you as an investigator suggest that parents use it to open up a conversation with their teenager in a way that, that's really helpful and not accusatory and, and uh, you know, furthering of any conflict that might be just because, gosh, she's a teenager. Well, thank you so much for your call. I, uh, for, the, for the question first that deals with tracking your teenager, I, I look at it as a, a safety issue for one thing. You are looking after the safety of that child. If that child is not supposed to go um, off to a certain location, um, because of the, the risk, then you know it if they go there. You also know how fast they travel to get there. That's an insurance uh, issue and a safety issue for your child. So if that child is caught speeding at that age and, and at that speed that you see on the tracker, that's uh, going to cost a lot of money and points against that person's driver's license and also cause your insurance to go way up. So my thought is there, there are safety and risk issues that are there. How you deal with that would would be your own your own thoughts as a parent, and also perhaps get some advice from a child psychologist on maybe how to talk to your child about safety and about the fact that you've been tracking their activity. I I don't think it hurts to just tell the child up front. You know, I have a tracker on this car. I'm not doing it because I don't trust you, but. I'm, I'm a trust but verified person myself, so I, I think that it's wise to tell the child, tracker's on the car. I trust you, but listen, this is, this is an issue of your safety, and it's an issue of money, um, and we want you to know that we won't look at this if we don't have to. But if we suspect that you've gone somewhere you're not supposed to go, then we'll be talking to you about that further. And, and I, if, if you don't know how to, to talk with your child about it, I would suggest referring to a psychologist. I have clients that do that all the time when they have child issues. Now, Dave, did you want to take the other question on yeah, why your so tracker is different? Yeah, and, and Jody, I think one of the things, too, just to kind of dovetail on kind of what, what, what um, Vicki was saying is that, you know, setting the right expectations right up front. Mom and dad, you know, something along the lines that mom and dad, it's not that we don't trust you, honey. We know that you, you know, we, 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 we want you to behave like an adult, and we have certain criteria for that. With, with you handling this responsibility, whether that's driving, going areas, you know what mom and dad's expectations are. And if you don't know what those expectations are, let's sit down and talk about it. Because here's the news. We are going to know what is going on with you. So you know what those expectations are. Don't do the things that mom and dad have shared with you not to do. You're a big girl, you're a big boy, and, and we want you to behave as such. This is, is going to give you the ability to, to you know, rise above the, 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 you know, as the behavior that, that everyone thinks you're going to, to behave. We, you know, the society is going to say you're going to drop the ball as a teenager. You're absolutely going to, you know, disappoint. But mom and dad have talked to you about what we expect of you, and, and, and look at this device as nothing more as our way of proving everyone else wrong. I mean, like Vicki said, there's different ways, and, and kids are different, but I think that if we set the right expectations up front with love, with care, with 
with responsibility and, and really impressing that upon the child, then, 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 then it's a good, healthy conversation. It's not mom and dad are out to, to catch me doing something bad. It's, it's the fact that mom and dad are, are doing this for me, for my safety, because they're worried about me, because they know that things happen out there in the world. Um, so that's kind of, you know, just, just my philosophy on it, um, and, and I know every kid's different. But with regards to your first question, how is our device different from the standard navigation system, is that it, it is, Jody, a navigation system that you're used to in your car, the TomToms, the things like that. Where that right, device I'm is sorry. In, that, that device is only in contact with the satellite, and it's giving you real-time directional information. Our device right. is going to take that information and then and then shoot it across the network via a wireless network. So AT&T, that basically our device essentially makes a phone call and takes the data every two minutes and dumps it on the network for you to look at. Again, all of our information is secure. You're protected by a username and password when you go in to look at your device. So rather than a directional navigation type of a system, ours is simply taking that uh, that information and transposing it across the network so that it's about, uh, you know, with two minutes, every two minutes it's doing that. So one for directional, one for tracking. Jody, were you also asking about the GPS that's built into phones so you can actually see where somebody is by their cell phone? Is that what you were asking about, too? Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. By the way, the, the answers so far have been fabulous. <laughs> I appreciate Thank that. you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Dave, you can address that. I, I know that yeah, phone, a lot of cell phones are GPS enabled, and, and, and yeah. parents do use those. But I also know that cell phone batteries die. They do. Uh, they're they do. <laughs> they're left and, in and other people's cars or wherever they're they left. They are. Yeah. That, that form of GPS technology has been around, Jody, for years. Nextel was one of the first pioneers of it, and a lot of it uses the cellular triangulation. So just through Verizon Towers, T-Mobile Towers, AT&T Towers, the device is triangulating where that phone is. Um, it's come a long way. Um, believe you me, it's 50 to 10 years ago when this thing just first came out, there were dead spots that the system would 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 cancel out, and, and still we do have dead zones. So wherever there's a dead zone out there in the world on your network, that is where your device is going to disappear, and that's where you're not going to get a location. So you're still susceptible to those blackouts, just like you are on your phone. If you're going across a bridge, you know, going, going in areas where you are located, where you do have a dropped call, that is where you're going to miss a call. With regards to our system, it's satellite-based, so there very is uh, there's there's not a lot of areas where we're going to miss a location. Okay, Jody, did that answer your question? Oh, absolutely, exceeded my expectations. Thanks so much. <laughs> thank you, Jody. We're up against a break, so thank you for joining us here on the Vicky Child Show. We'll be back in a few minutes. You can call your your uh, questions into six four six. 652-2071. We'll be right back. Tonight, take an adventure on the Myrtle Beach Ghost Walk. Explore the haunted swamps where alligators and the ghosts from long ago still reside. Stroll across floating walkways beneath the Spanish moss as your pirate guide leads you by lantern and shares 13 spooky tales along the way. The Ghost Walk departs nightly at dusk, only at Barefoot Landing in North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Call 843-361-2700 or visit Myrtle Beach Ghost Ghostwalk.com for advanced tickets. The Myrtle Beach Ghost Walk. Hi, this is Judy Collins from Judy's House of Oldies, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. Um, uh, Dave, I wanted to talk with you a little bit. I know there are 
devices out there to track pets, not just the chips for identifying the pet when they're found, but actual tracking devices for pets. Um, I recently read an article just the other day that a law enforcement agency is now using a GPS tracking device on the leg of a buzzard so that that buzzard can find missing people, obviously dead missing people, in locations where cadaver dogs can't get, in high-altitude places and uh, places like that where it's heavy brush areas where it's difficult for dogs and people to to traverse. So have you heard of those, and, and what do you think of that application for GPS? Well, you know, it's funny. that The technology is finding its way in so many different arenas, and, and again, we're talking about uh, a technology that's been around for, for 30 years. So, I mean, uh, in the 30 years, there's been, you know, huge advancements in it. I, I, I want to stress this, is that we are now right here at the very, very, very um, cusp of some really incredible things happening. I mean, with hybrid technology and and, uh, and and with battery technology the way it's going, is that the public is really going to see some phenomenal product coming out here in the next five the next five years. It's going to blow people away. Everything from uh, watches that are going to be able to, you know, talking about teen tracking. Um, you know, I was just reading in the paper today, Lindsay Lohan, you know, was just ordered to wear a an ankle monitor for her that is also going to um, that is also going to detect alcohol. We are on the verge of launching that product in the form of a wristwatch. Um, so that now not only can a parent who maybe is having some alcohol issues with their child or or even for law enforcement now because you know, ankle monitoring is something that, that has been out there for for about 10 years now. Yeah, and they've also been used in criminal domestic violence cases where the police have been able to set a geofence around the area where the victim of criminal domestic violence lives so that if the offender comes inside that geofence area, alarms go off and police respond immediately because the offender has gone into the area where that victim lives. So That's right. There are all sorts of uses in that regard, too. Yeah, and I think one of the things that we're learning is is obviously the recidivness has not has not decreased. These, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that there still is a stigma with with folks with an ankle monitor. They still feel like you know they can't wear shorts. You know, it's it's and again, people will say, well, they shouldn't have broke the law. You know, but but again, you know, if we're going to behave like a society should, then certainly we should give these people a chance to meet our expectations of of, of living amongst law-abiding citizens. However. With that being said, too, that, that there is a stigma with, a, with an ankle monitor. So one of the things that we are working on right now is we have a watch that is about to launch uh, that is going to give police and law enforcement the ability to put a watch on uh, sexual offenders, uh, violent criminals, uh, even children, kids, um, the ability to put a watch on them that if, if parents and, and, and law enforcement want us to uh, to go, go with a model that has the transdermal sensors underneath the thing that pick up alcohol on the skin, um, we're going to have that available. So, again, we can look at the technology um, a lot of different ways, but the fact of the matter is that it's here, it's affordable, and it is coming at at us at an incredible rate that allows us to really 
explore what is the best way to deliver the product. And I think that's the key. So many people it's, it thought that the devices are so uh, complex, but I'm, I'm here to tell you folks that it is absolutely the easiest it's thing, $2 a day, um, and, and it can save lives. I mean, there's no they, they, You're right. They're, they are very easy to use. And back to the wristwatch issue, If once those come out, if a person cuts it off, would, would you be notified? Would yeah, the parent be notified? The, the, yeah, the band itself is going to have fiber optic threading throughout the entire watch. So that, let's say, for example, I'm a, an offender. I've, I've got this watch on. First of all, it has a locking clasp on it, one-time locking clasp that also has a sensor on it. If you decide to pry it off, peel it off, try to rip it off, on the class side of things, it is going to engage an alert to the police as well as to the uh, as well as to the probation officer. If they try to cut it, the device will signal alert because those fiber optic threads in the band will be uh, severed and it will engage the alert as well. So, you know, from the standpoint of and then of course it's going to come with all the standard features, live tracking, geofencing, so that it does give the ability for the police to to put areas of interest, whether that's the victim's house, schools, churches, wherever that wherever that that guy should not be, is 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 where they can set up those fences. And then and then, like I said, adding the ability to monitor alcohol um, is really where that technology is going. And it's and it's here. This isn't Star Wars stuff. This is stuff that is currently available right now. And I think that's that's the key. So. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, the public just, it, it, it always seemed to be uh, a kind of a huge issue and, and something that they feel like, oh, I, I can't grasp it. It's it's so ridiculously easy and so ridiculously affordable. That, it, you know, it is very easy to operate. One of the things that I, and I've used many, many, many different kinds of GPS trackers over the years, but one of the things that I like about yours is that if you have it on a child, or um, even in my in my field, in my way of thinking, we sometimes have people that need to be uh, secured. You might have a, a visiting person who's a dignitary, or a person who carries around a lot of money all the time, so they need to have something with them that allows their relatives or their company to know where they are. But these, these devices also have an SOS button, so you can hold it down for a couple of seconds, and it immediately notifies someone that this person is in trouble. And I, yeah. like, I like that feature because it immediately lets somebody know that you're in trouble, and it notifies, it would notify me on my BlackBerry or, uh, or you in your headquarters, and right. it gives instant, instant feedback and instant result. You can get the police yeah. right there. And up to, and up to 30 people. Um, and that's, that's, that's important because here, here's the thing, again, the ability to notify immediately uh, a child, a perfect example, a child's in trouble. My daughter uh, gets taken from the playground and she has the device in her pocket. She hits the silent alert, and I want to stress that again, it is a silent alert. She holds it down for two seconds. It sends out an alert. Anybody that you want in a list, up to 30 people can be notified immediately. Not only are they notified, but then the device goes into SOS mode, and it then starts to send those uh, alerts every minute for an hour. So 60 alerts are going to go out with real-time 
location every single minute with regards to where that device is, and I think that's that's key to finding that that golden hour is why is is why I said it. That golden hour is going to be where the difference between getting your child back unhurt, unharmed, safely, and and finding your child before something horrible happens. And, and one great one great thing is it, on the mapping. Not only does it give you a physical location, address location, and a map location for where that person is, but latitude and longitude, which for some agencies is more important than a street address. They, you would give out that latitude and longitude. If a helicopter is flying over it, they know it. If it's on a boat in the middle of the ocean, they know by latitude and longitude exactly where that location is. And, and you know, we haven't even talked about kids going out on boats or people on boats, but that, that is another great application for this is because people break down. They're, they have no cell phone service. Their radio doesn't contact anybody, um, or they need they need to radio somebody. They can say, "Look, here's my latitude and longitude. Look me up on the map. Here I am." Right. And and I think that's a great thing to know. Also for vacations, um, I was just reading yesterday some more new information about Madeline McCain, the little British girl that was taken a few years ago in Portugal. And for people who travel on vacations, if they take these devices with them and make sure that their child has one all the time, especially being in a foreign location. Um, your your devices work in foreign countries? It does, yeah, in, in 176 countries worldwide. So, um, in fact, I just we just did a deal in uh, we we just did a deal in in South Africa, and um, you know, South Africa's got a horrible horrible problem with regards to uh, carjacking. So much so that now the insurance companies for commercial trucking are requiring requiring their not only trucks to have it, but also the driver to have it. So that so because the driver is covered under the policy in in, in South Africa, so these guys are are now also being tracked. And um, so yeah, up to uh, 176 countries worldwide, um, anywhere where there is a GSM network, which quite honestly is is literally everywhere uh, in the world the device will pick up and, and transmit real time data anywhere in the world via the via the web okay so that's that's great to know and and foreign travel is one place for dog sure if I were going I would make sure that my yeah. children had trackers on them uh, at least in their pocket or, or on their waistband and these devices are so small they can fit right inside a, a, a very small cell phone pouch and wear it right on the waist yeah, and, and and again, I mean, we we've talked a lot about children and a lot of it, but it's literally, you know, for the listeners to know that, that it's anything that you need to track, whether it needs to go on a vehicle. We can actually put these things in a waterproof case with a with a what's called a ninety pound pull magnet. Now that's not a nine doesn't weigh, but it it will pull ninety pounds. It's that strong. It's a ceramic industrial magnet that if you want to affix it to anything, uh, for those folks out there who may. Maybe have you know rental equipment um, for uh, you know to put in your luggage, your golf bag across the country. If you're carrying anything of value across the country, if you've got yeah, and it you know, com- it comes to mind people that that have their dogs and cats uh, right. yeah. carriers and they put them on planes. I recently went to Texas and put a tracker in my luggage, and as soon as I landed, I got in the airport, pulled up on my computer and started tracking my luggage across the tarmac. I could see exactly where it was going and knew when it came to the gate that I was hoping it would come to and get on the right plane. 
So I was able to follow it across the tarmac. It was pretty interesting. Yeah, um, and I think that's the goal. I mean, our goal from a, from from uh, you know from bird's eye global tracking's goal is that. We want to design a tracker that just fits a lot of different applications. We could go out there and we could make this thing round, small, flat. You know, we our goal is to come up with one device and 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 make it so that you, the listeners, can get out there and use it in a lot of different ways. The same tracker that is used on your elderly mother can also be used to put in your daughter's car, can also be used to put in your kid's book bag, can also be used to throw in your dog's collar, can also be used to put in your in your luggage, like Vicky was saying. So, you know, our goal from a company standpoint is that, you know, the, the, the most applications with one device. And that's, that's kind of where we're going to be a little bit different than some of the other companies out there in that we, you know, we could literally spend all of our resources in finding the perfect device for every application out there, but our goal really is to design a, de- a device that's durable, that's lightweight, and more importantly, that works. And that's, that's, that, that's, where, that, that's the arena we play in, and, and that's what our guidelines are always going to be from a, from a company standpoint. Well, Dave, I really, really want to thank you for joining us today and thank our, our callers and our listeners. Uh, GPS is, has come a long way and is going to continue to, to go a long way in helping in many, many different areas, both in, in my business and in the personal realm and as a parent uh, and as a daughter of parents who are getting older. I, I really appreciate the, uh, the, the use of it, the, the need, and the technology out there that's ever-changing that will help us do what we need to do. I want to remind our listeners that they've been listening to Dave Stender with Bird's Eye Global Tracking. You can find Dave at birdseyeglobaltracking.com. Uh, my name is Vicki Childs, and you can reach me at blazerinvestigative.com. Thank you all for listening to the Zeus Radio Network and hearwomentalk.com, and I hope to have you back on our show another day. Thank you very much. Hi, this is Michelle with LaBellamy Vineyard. You're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio and the Zeus Radio Network. Are you-